0: My brothers and sisters in Christ, and thank you for tuning in to Saved and Single Prepare for Godly Love. I'm your host, Deanna McGee. Now, before we get deep into the podcast, I'd like to remind you about our website, savedandsingle.net. That's S A V E D A N D S I N G L E.net. On the site there, we have words of encouragement, scriptures, and daily devotions that will help you get through your week saved and single and committed to Christ. Now, speaking of committed, today the topic of discussion is commitment. When I looked up the word commitment in the King James Bible, the word commitment was explained in several different definitions. But today, the definition that I am referring to of commitment is being dedicated to the cause, the plan, and the purpose that Christ has for your life and being dedicated to the Word of God. Living our lives out in a way that the Bible explains we should live our lives. That means following the word of God and applying the word of God to our lives. That is the definition that I am referring to when I say commitment. Now the King James Bible says, The act of delivering in charge or entrusting. It also reads, The act of referring or entrusting to a committee for consideration a term in legislation as the commitment of a petition or a bill to a select number of persons for consideration and report. Those two definitions are found in the King James Dictionary Bible. But I'd also like to take a look at the Webster Dictionary definitions. Now, in the Webster Dictionary, well, actually, this is the Google Dictionary. It says the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc., an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Now let's take a look at the definition in Webster's Dictionary. It's good to study and learn a word when God gives you a word to expound on or to meditate on or to share with someone else. It's good to find different definitions to study it, to get to know it, to live with it to establish a thought in whatever God is giving you at that moment. And for me, that word is commitment. So we're looking at the different definitions so we can get an understanding of exactly what commitment is, what it can be, what it is not, and how we do it. And so that's what we're doing right now. We're looking at commitment and we're beginning to live in that word and understand what God means when he gives us that word, commitment. There's also another definition for commitment in the Bible, and that is commission. And there's one popular set of scriptures that are the Great Commission. So we'll also expound and go into that. But right now we're looking at commitment. And so in Webster's Dictionary, the word commitment means an agreement or pledge to do something in the future, especially an engagement to assume a financial obligation at a future date something pledged, the commitment of troops to the war, the state or an instance of being obligated or emotionally impelled, a commitment to a cause, filed a petition for commitment, an act of referring a matter to a legislative committee. Those are all of the relevant definitions that I found in the Webster Dictionary. Now with those three definitions, let's expound more on what commitment is, what God expects from us what he requires of us as saints of God, the rules and the laws that he has set forth for us to live by, and how we purposely make an obligation to keep those mindful and live our lives according to those instructions that God has given us to live by. Commitment is sometimes a natural progression that occurs when we make our mind up to have a relationship and engage with someone on a continual basis. Now, our commitment with Christ has to be purposeful. We have to do it on purpose. We have to purposely commit to Christ. Why does it have to be on purpose? Well, because the the life that we live, or the people that we live around on a daily basis are people of the world. And so we have to be different. We have to be separate. Matthew 5 and 16 reads, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so we live as an example to the world so that they can see that God is real and that he lives within us and that we have changed our lives, we have changed our mindset, and we have changed our ways according to the word of God and according to the will of God for our lives. And in doing that, we cause others to believe in God and we cause others to ask us questions and to want to know how to be saved in our fasting, in our prayer, and in our reading of the word of God we begin to develop that commitment and that relationship that is pleasing in the sight of God. But I have noticed that belief in God does not stop a person from conforming to the ways of the world. In Romans 12 and 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so, in that, we do not just believe, but we believe and we purposely commit to living our lives according to the word of God. Now a belief in God and a commitment to Christ are two separate instances. Belief is the beginning of faith. and Hebrews 11 and 16 read, but without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So yes, belief is the beginning of faith. And now, after you believe in God, you must allow your belief to grow into faith. And we do that by studying the word of God, going to church, and by fasting and prayer. This is how we afford our relationship with Christ to grow into faith. Now, if we never allow our belief to grow into faith, that belief becomes complacent and it becomes a soother for the conscience. And when that happens, we have people who say that they believe in God and they're satisfied just with the belief in God. They never allow their faith to grow. And so they never have that one-on-one relationship with Christ, the relationship with Christ that compels you to commit to him, to do better, to live your life according to his word. This is what separates someone who believes in God from someone who has committed to christ it's that level of growth between the two now the great commission that i referred to earlier is scriptures that are brought up in matthew 28 verses 16 through 20. and this is after jesus had given up his life had laid down his life for us and he had come back and given the great commission to his disciples and it reads then the 11 disciples went away into galilee Into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All the power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. That's the great commission. To go out and teach God's word to others. To let them know that Jesus Christ is Lord. That he loves him. That he gave up his life for them on the cross. And that he has a whole plan and a whole purpose set out for their lives. That's what Jesus wants us to do. And it all starts by dedicating and committing your life to Christ. Learning of him. Understanding the purpose, the call, and the plan that God has placed upon your life and growing within that purpose. That is why it is so important for us to not only believe, but to also make that commitment to Christ. And today I have one important question for you. Have you made a commitment to Christ? Today is the perfect day to move beyond belief and actually grow into a commitment with Christ. God loves you, and I believe that he is sending this message out to you today so that you can change your mindset and finally make a commitment to him. If that is you today, I would like for you to repeat this prayer after me and invite Christ into your life and make that commitment. Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that you forgive me from all of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that you died on the cross for all of my sins, that you were buried, and on the third day God the Father raised you from the dead. Right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door to my heart and I receive you into my heart as my Lord and my personal Savior. Lord, I ask you to take me beyond belief and into faith. Lord, I ask that you establish my thoughts, that you teach me your word and the purpose and plan that you have for my life so that I can commit my life to you. Father, I give up my will and I surrender my will to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. Now that you have asked God to forgive you from your sins, you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, and you have vowed to make a commitment to him, I believe that God has honored your prayer. If you really believed what you were saying and you really meant it from your heart, he has definitely heard your prayer. And so now I encourage you to stay in prayer and even perhaps go on a fast and ask God to show you the plan and the purpose that he has for your life. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. But don't forget to tune in next week and visit our website during the week for words of encouragement, savedandsingle.net. That's savedandsingl dot And remember, I love you and there's not a thing you can do about it.